Good morning, First Baptist Church. Today's message is a little bit different, of course, because I'm not with you in person. We learned late in the day on Friday that Pike had tested positive for COVID-19. And so our family is in quarantine, but I'm here shooting the message. Actually, I'm recording this on Saturday morning for you to see it on Sunday morning. I'm the only one in the building right now. But I wanted to bring this message to you that I had already prepared to preach to you today. And so we're in the midst of a sermon series that we've named Reset. And the whole idea is that we are looking at at hitting the sort of the, the reset button much like you do. Think of it this way. When you go bowling and you knock down the bowling pins, not that I know because I'm not a very good bowler, I don't knock down that many pins. But when you go bowling, you knock down the pins, the machine comes, it gathers up the pins, and it automatically resets, right? Everything is set up in the way that it should be, properly aligned, properly spaced, properly set, so that you can keep bowling, so the game continues. And in a lot of ways, that's the idea of what we're doing, is we are, we're taking a look at spiritual disciplines in our lives and we're and we're resetting for a new year we're we're examining what are the things that i have neglected in recent in, in recent days and weeks what are the things that maybe i've 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 let slide what are some habits that i need to invest in perhaps what are some things that i've never really done the way that i feel like i should but now is the opportune time a new year fresh start so to speak as we all kind of tend to re-engage with new things new habits new practices in a new year. And so that's what we're doing by examining spiritual disciplines. Last week we looked at the spiritual discipline of prayer. Today we're going to look together at the spiritual discipline of Bible study and why Bible study is so important. I've said this to you before, I believe this with all my heart. There is no other spiritual discipline that you might develop that will that will feed your soul, that will Build your spiritual depth and, 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 and your spiritual life like the intentional study of the Word of God. And so today we want to look at this discipline of Bible study and understand why it's so important for us to make a commitment to study and know the Word of God. And so if you've got a Bible, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to look at a, a couple of verses in 2 Timothy that may well be very familiar to you because we often will reference these verses when we're talking about the power of the Word of God, the way that the Word of God speaks to us. And yet I hope today that you'll be able to see this with fresh eyes as we look at how important it is for us to study the Word of God. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm going to read beginning in verse 16 and then read the, the following verse, verse 17. Look at this. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so I want us to see together this morning three different things that happen when we study the Bible. Three different things that this passage, these verses teach us about how the study of the Word of God will build us as believers. Will build our spiritual life, build spiritual health, build spiritual maturity in our lives. The first thing that, that we see in these verses is that we can know God because he has revealed himself through the Bible. See, 
the reason, the primary reason why studying the word of God is so important for us as the people of God is because we know God through meeting with him in his word, through studying the Bible. Look at what it says here. All scripture is breathed out by God. So this Bible isn't like any other book. It's not like, it's not like any other writing, any other sacred text, any other, any, other, uh, any, any other faith's sacred writings. The Bible is wholly unique in that we believe that the Bible itself was breathed out by God. He chose, God chose to reveal himself to us in scripture through this process that we call inspiration. So we believe that the, the, the scripture itself, the Bible, the writings of, of the Bible are inspired. What does that mean to say that the, the Bible is inspired, its writings are inspired? Well, we understand that human authors wrote the Bible as they were carried along by the Spirit of God. It's what it says in, in 2 Peter in chapter 1. We'll look at that verse together in, in just a moment. But we understand that human authors wrote. These were kings, peasants, philosophers, fishermen, poets, statesmen, doctors, and scholars. This wide-ranging collection of human authors the books of the Bible themselves cover things like history, sermons, letters, songs, even a love letter that's included as these writings in the Bible. And yet, by, by God's Holy Spirit, the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit, this is his word for us. So like any, unlike any other book, the Bible was written with, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now, we talk about a lot of other things that we describe as inspired. We use this word, right? You, maybe, maybe there's a song that you really like or a particular artist or a composer that you enjoy, let's say, their music, and you would say, oh, that, this is just such an inspired work. When we talk about the Bible being inspired, we mean it as wholly something different than the other ways that we use that word inspired. So uh, if, if there's, let's say, a, a, a music, a type of music, and, and, and I'm saying, oh, this is such an inspired uh, music. I mean something different altogether when, I, when I'm saying that the Bible is inspired. Because I don't mean to say that my favorite music, that it was the Holy Spirit that, that divinely directed the, the artist or the, the, the composer to arrange or write that music. I don't mean to say that God had no part in it because certainly God gifted them. God has, has in, enabled them with, with the gifts, the abilities that they have. But to say that the works of the Bible are inspired means that we believe that the Holy Spirit divinely carried along these human authors, divinely worked in such a way that as they sat down to write, they were led by the Spirit of God. It's not that just the authors, it's not that just the process was inspired, but meaning that ultimately the, the product itself, these writings, these sacred writings were inspired by God. And so this scripture is, is a living, active uh, thing, right? The, the book of Hebrews describes the word of God as living and active, saying that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it has power in our lives. And so we study the word of God because through studying the word of God, we know God. And not only do we know God, but 
we, more importantly, I would say, or more pointedly, perhaps I ought to say, we know Jesus. Because all of the scripture is pointing us to know Jesus. The Old Testament, the New Testament alike, are pointing to Jesus. And Jesus himself teaches this. Jesus himself teaches this. In John chapter 5, verse 39, we see that Jesus is arguing against uh, theologians and and, and religious scholars of his day. And, And he says this, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Now the scriptures that Jesus would have been speaking of, they were what we would refer to as the Old Testament. The Old Testament scriptures, Jesus is saying, you search the Old Testament because you're looking for a witness. And the scriptures themselves, the Old Testament bears witness about me. After his resurrection, as he's walking along the road to Emmaus, Jesus appeared to, to, to some men who were questioning all these things that had happened. We read in Luke chapter 24, verse 27, that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, that he interpreted to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. So Jesus used the Old Testament, beginning with Moses and the prophets, and he used that to interpret the scriptures that in light of himself, that he was ultimately the fulfillment of these things. In, again, in just a few verses later, Jesus appears to his disciples in Luke chapter 24 after his resurrection, and he's teaching them about how the scriptures were fulfilled in these things. Luke chapter 24, verses 44 and 45, we read, And then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Another instance would be in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17, he says, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. See, you see, to correctly interpret the scripture, you need to connect its verses, its concepts, its events to Jesus. All of the Bible is pointing us to know Jesus. And so we study the Bible because God has chosen to reveal himself, divine self-revelation. He's revealed himself to us through the Bible, ultimately, so that we may know Jesus and have a relationship by faith with Jesus and grow in that relationship by faith through the study of the Word of God. As a Southern Baptist church, we uh, we adhere to what is what is known as the Baptist faith in message. This is a confession of faith that that we as as Baptists have united together around. Listen to what the Baptist faith and message says about the scripture. And, and I'll point out even before I read this that this is article one of the Baptist faith and message, meaning that it is, it is the most foundational. All of the other things that we, that we might say about our faith are rooted in the truth of God's divine revelation, his inspired word, the authority of the Bible. So listen to what Article 1 of the Baptist Faith and Message says about the scriptures. The Holy Bible was written by men, divinely inspired, and is God's revelation of himself to man. It's a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. Therefore, all scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judges us and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world 
the true center of Christian union and the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds, and religious opinion should be tried. All scripture is a testimony to Christ who himself, who is himself, the focus of divine revelation. And so we believe that the Bible, the scripture, is the inspired word of God. And so we know God through the scripture, what the scripture teaches us through faith in Jesus, which is informed by his teaching in the truth of the Bible. Second Peter chapter one, verse 21. Peter writes that no prophecy has ever been produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to understand that the Bible is inspired, that men were carried along by the Holy Spirit. God spoke to them through the, and, and inspired them through the work of his Holy Spirit so that we can trust that the, the, the Bible that we have, the words that we have, are God's word to us. And so we know God through studying the Bible. That's why Bible study is so important. Secondly, we see this, though, that we can know the will of God because he has revealed it to us in the Bible. Not only do we know God because he's revealed himself to us through the Bible, but we know the will of God, his desire, his plans, his purposes for our lives because he has revealed them to us plainly in his word, the Bible. In, in this passage that I read to you, Second. Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we read this, that the scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable. It's profitable. So the Bible profits us. It's, it, it, it works in our lives in this way. Profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And so why do we go to the word of God? Why do we study the word of God? Why do we discipline ourselves to read and know God's word? Is because it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Think about what each of these things mean. It's, it's possible for us to know his will, know God's will because he's revealed it in scripture. And, and, and that happens as we go to the word, we study the word, and, and it's word reveals this teaching for us. The Bible is full of teaching about how we are to live in light of God's righteous requirements and in light of his, his laws, in light of his instructions. Read Psalm 119 and, and look at the, the various words that are used in Psalm 119 to refer to the word of God. Your word, your statute, your commands, your instructions. These things are all, they're all pointing us to this very truth that God has revealed himself in his word. He's revealed his instruction. He's revealed his will for us in the teaching of the Bible. You want to know what God's will for your life is? You want to know what God wants you to do in a certain situation? You want to know how you ought to respond or react to the things that are happening in the world in your life? Then go to the word of God and know and listen to its teaching. Allow God to speak to you through his word, through the Bible. It's profitable for teaching, meaning when you read the word of God, the word of God is going to instruct you. It's going to teach you. It's going to show you how you ought to live. Not only that, it says that it's profitable for reproof. Reproof is when, when, when something is pointed out that is wrong. And, and then it also says for, for correction. So reproof and correction really work hand in hand. Reproof is when the, the word of God reveals sin or wrongdoing or error to us. When, when the Holy Spirit of God quickens our spirit and 
and, and convicts us of wrong or sin in our lives as we study the word of God. That's the reproof, that conviction that comes. And then correction is how we correct it. It's, it's, it's what we do in response to that conviction. So as we read the word of God, we study the word of God, the spirit of God will convict us of sin and wrongdoing. And the word of God will instruct us in the way that we ought to walk, the path that we ought to follow in order that we would that we would please God in order that we would accomplish the will of God. And finally, it says it's, it's profitable for training in righteousness. Training involves repetition. Training is something that we do again and again. When you're training, that means you're disciplining yourself by repeating something, repeating it over and over in order that, that you develop those muscle memory patterns, in order that you develop those habits. This is speaking to the importance of studying the Word of God every day, of getting in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, studying the Scripture, and considering it as spiritual training. It's training us to live in righteousness, training us to do the things that God would have us to do. And so we train ourselves. I'm a runner. You, you know that about me. And so I, I run typically several days a week. And some days are harder than others. And one of the things, what it's a, a mantra of sorts that I will repeat to myself when I'm running. On those days when it's extra cold or I'm extra tired or perhaps extra, un, extra uh, unmotivated. I don't want to get out and I don't want to go on. One of the things that I'll tell myself is I'll tell myself, this is when it becomes training. See, there are times when I run and I love it. There are times when I go and, and, it's, and it, it's freeing. And, and there are times when it's just hard work. But in either case, I'm, I'm going to discipline myself to do that because I know it's good for me. It's good for my, my physical exercise. It's good for, it has physical benefits. Well, even the Bible tells us that physical training is of some value. But godliness is a value in all things. And so we discipline ourselves. We train ourselves spiritually through the discipline of studying the word of God because we believe that it has value in all things, in all areas of our life. That we may know God and we may know the will of God. We study his word. We study the scripture. And so we, we know the will of God because he's revealed it to us in the Bible. And then thirdly, we see in this text that we are equipped to do the work of God by studying the Bible as well. We're equipped to do the work of God. Verse 17 that we read said that the, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. How is it that we are complete and equipped for every good work? Through the word of God. The word which the spirit of God has breathed out, which is profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and training in righteousness. And as we study the word of God and as we grow in our relationship with God through studying his word, then we're able now to, be, to, to do the will of God, which will lead us to do the work of God, that we would be complete and equipped in order that we might accomplish the work of God. Practically speaking, okay? practically speaking, as far as really where the rubber meets the road for us. This is why Bible study is so important. Is because if you want to do the will of God, if you want to accomplish God's plan, his purposes for your life, if you want to do God's work, then you've got to study and know his word. Years ago, I, I did the, the Experiencing God Bible study. Experiencing God written by uh, Henry Blackaby and Claude King. And, and actually, this was... This many years ago, when I was a student in high school, in my, in my latter years of high school, I went through the Experiencing God Bible study. 
And I will never forget this truth that I learned in that Experiencing God Bible study. That the primary way that God speaks is through his words. It's not the only way that God speaks. But the primary way that God will speak to us, the primary way that God will speak to you is through his word. Do you want to know God? Do you want to have a relationship with him? Do you want to walk in his will and accomplish his purpose and do his work? Then spend time studying his word. We know God through his word. We know the will of God through his word. And ultimately, we are equipped to do the work of God as we study his word. I want to challenge you. If you are not regularly retreating into the word of God, that you would develop the disciplined habit of Bible study. Now, hear me on this. It's, it's a discipline. That means it takes work. It's going to require effort. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to make a conscious and intentional decision. You're going to have to establish some practices. You're going to have to set some boundaries in place. You're going to have to put up some fences. And, 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 and you're going to have to be purposeful in how you do this. Like you would be with any other discipline. But unlike every other discipline, this discipline has the power to feed your soul and bring life because as you study the word of God, you will know God, you will know the will of God, and you will be equipped to do the work of God. And so my, my challenge to you this morning is that you would be devoted to studying the Bible, be devoted to studying and knowing the word of God. In a moment, we're going to enter into a time of response, a time of invitation. And the time of invitation will be a little different today, admittedly, because of how, how everything is, is different this morning. I'm not here with you in the room. And, and nonetheless, we want to call you. I want to call you to respond in obedience to God's word this morning. He's spoken to us through his word. And so after I lead us in a word of prayer in a moment, we're going to move into a time of response. And as we move into that time of response, our, our, our worship leaders will be here on the stage and they'll be leading us in song. We'll have staff here at the front that'll be ready to pray with you and receive you if God is leading you to respond to him as, as you're making a commitment this morning. But I want to challenge you in this way. That you would make a commitment today to know God through studying his word, to know the will of God through studying his word, through, to be equipped to do the work of God through studying his word, that you would make an intentional and, and, and a purposeful uh, commitment to pursue that discipline of Bible study. And if you want to come forward this morning and maybe let our staff pray with you, or maybe you just perhaps you want to come and kneel here at the altar and just make that commitment before the Lord this morning, then I would challenge you to do that. And finally, let me say this. But today, if God is speaking to you and he's, he's calling you to know him by faith, then we would encourage you that you would come forward today and let us point you to the scripture. Let us show you the verses that, that reveal how we may know God and have a relationship with Jesus by faith. You see, we know God by studying his word because it points us to know Jesus. And today, if God is, if he's, convicting you and he's prompting you to respond in obedience to him to know Jesus and surrender your life to Jesus by faith making him Lord and Savior and to study and know his word that you may grow in that relationship then we want to challenge you to take that first step come speak with our staff surrender your life to Christ today in order that you may begin growing as you study the word of God that you would know his will and you would be equipped to do his work in your life would you pray with me this morning Lord God we are so grateful 
that we may know you through your word, that you, you, you have revealed yourself to us. God, what an amazing truth that is, that you have chosen to reveal yourself to us in your word, that we may know you, that we may have a right relationship with you by faith, that we may turn from our sin and turn by faith to Jesus and surrender our lives to you. And today even, Lord, I'm praying that if there's anyone anyone gathered in this place or anyone who's watching online this morning that doesn't know you, that, that you would lead them to that moment of decision, that moment of surrender, that they might surrender their heart and their life to you, that they might respond by faith to know you, to know Jesus. And Lord, beyond just offering our thanks to you, and we want to commit our lives to you. We want to be devoted to you, to to know your will and be equipped to do your work as we study your word. So would you lead us, spirit, move in us and prompt us even that we may may honor this commitment to know you, to know your will, to be equipped to do your work as we study your word. And so even now, as we respond in obedience to you, God, move in our hearts, we pray. Amen. Church, this morning, let's stand together. And as we have this time of commitment, this time of response today, if God is speaking to you, then I challenge you that you would come as we sing.